Hey, what up, guys? It's Julia Van Spleeker, and who we got on the show today? We got Dylan Reese on the show today, Julia. Dylan Reese, actually, I've been following you for a while, so I've been like dying to have you on. So it's it's taken me a while to like actually get up to like saying, hey, like, would you like to come on the show or anything like that? But I absolutely do love your music, and I love your sound because it's so different than what we have right now in terms of R&B. It's very nostalgic. If, if I'm speaking correctly. That's definitely a part of what I'm going for. So I'm glad you recognize that and dig it also. Absolutely. And it reminds me a lot of it. This might be, I don't know if you've heard this before, but it gives me Dan D'Angelo vibes, like in terms of like the sounds and the acoustics of your production and things like that. It really kind of brings me back to that level of R and B where, you know, you were actually feeling and going through every emotion that the artist was speaking and talking about as they sung. I'll take that as a huge compliment. Yeah. Um, D'Angelo is one of my favorite artists ever. And that's definitely somebody that I draw inspiration from and like work towards in terms of production and vibe, you know? So if you're getting that from my music, then I'm doing, I'm doing well. So thank you very much. And you actually did a collab with one of my favorite R&B artists, Music Soul Child. So let's get into how you actually started doing music. Yeah. Um, it's been a long, it's been a long journey, uh, about 12 years at this point. Um, I've been around for a long time. I started out only making like rap music and I was basically just trying to sound like big L when I had no business trying to (laughs) music like that. That was like what I grew up on and what I was like into at that moment. And so it was just like punchline heavy, like boom bap rap songs. So like, I think even now I'm rapping way less, obviously, but I right. think within my writing style and the way I like put records together, it comes from like kind of a rap background and like multi-syllabic rhymes. Right. And if I'm like singing in falsetto, like I still try to get that part of the way I write into the music, you know? And I know even people like D'Angelo are like that as well. So it's right. like, maybe that's why I'm gravitated towards it, but um yeah, it started, you know, just in my parents' basement on a, you know, uh rock band mic with no, no, no knowing anything, not knowing how to mix, not having anybody to work with and just like doing my thing, you know, like writing raps, recording them in one take, dropping them on Facebook, like completely just like a kid, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Fruity Loops in there. Yeah, not even, no, not even, <laughs> not even yet. Like I wasn't even, didn't have anything. Um, but yeah, just, you know, it's something I stuck with and something I fell in love with and it's, you know, something I've dedicated my entire life to at this point, which is kind of surreal when I look at it through the lens of that, you know, high school kid who was just like, oh, I'm just going to rap in my room, you know? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's a lot in between obviously and feel free to ask whatever you, you know, feel like you want to know about, but there's, it's been a long time and I'm grateful to be where I'm at today for sure. Absolutely. So right now you obviously a couple of weeks, like about a month ago, I don't want to say a couple of weeks ago, but you just dropped stuck. And then prior to that, you had deep. So coming into this year, you have a lot of, a lot of, you have a lot of singles out last year as well, but coming into this year, what was your goal when you were making music? Yeah. Um, I'm glad you asked that because I kind of had a big shift at the top of this year, really towards the end of 2021. Uh, I've always put out music at a very consistent clip. Right. 
uh, as an independent artist, that's like something I was really focused on just like building catalog because that's how I was going to make a living. Like I don't have a big record. That's just like paying my bills day after day, month after month, you know? So mm. it's like, I was just like, I need to put out as much music as I possibly can. So 2016 to like 2019, right. I was dropping, you know, tw- twice a month at bare minimum, like single after single after single. And like I said before, I came up in the hip hop world. So right. I built a lot of relationships doing rap collabs, even like dr- driving into pop music. I've also toured a ton also, you know, completely DIY as well. I don't, I've never wow. had an agent or anything. So wow, just been on the road with whoever would want to bring me or like whatever I could book myself. So, so I you're like a rap. Russ. Some would say that. Yeah. I mean, I'm like probably the same age as him, which is crazy, but he just, it all happened pretty quick for him, even though right. it doesn't like that, you know, but yeah, it's like, you know, I think we have a similar mindset. It's just like, mm-hmm. just go get it and just do it. Um, but because of that, I found myself on the road with rappers, pop bands, reggae bands, mm. sometimes R&B stuff. Like I was just doing everything because I wasn't in a position to say no to anything. And I knew mm. I could kind of make something out of nothing. Like if I'm in front of a reggae crowd, I can kind of like chameleon myself into that show mm. and do something that that crowd's going to enjoy while still being myself. Right. But also I have rap music out. I have different stuff out. So if someone sees me on stage and I'm, you know, performing all these slow jams and the reggae crowd, just a bunch of high white dudes. And they're like, (laughs) like this, you know, and then they go home and look me up on Spotify. Right. Top two songs are like boom, bad rap songs. They're just like confused as hell because they're (laughs) like, who is this guy? What is he doing? So I kind of, came to a cross in the road uh, at the beginning of this year, end of last year, where I really wanted to draw the line in the sand and like have a very clear direction on what I want to be doing. Because ever since 2017 ish, I've kind of identified myself as an R and B artist because every time I would go to make an album, it would be very much rooted in that. Mm. But I would also have a ton of collabs and just kind of miscellaneous, uh, you know, efforts in between because I'm collabing with this person, I'm on this tour or whatever. Right. Where it wasn't very it wasn't super dialed in the way I wanted to. It was like I would be in my album rollout and it would, it would go super well and I'd be speaking to my core audience. But then there would be a lot of stuff in between that would confuse people, I think. Um so I, I kind of took a step back and realized that. Mm. So what I did was I separated my catalog and I have another artist project called Ellis, uh okay. which is my middle name where I moved all my rap stuff, all my pop stuff, all the random stuff over to that artist page. And now the Dylan Reese stuff that you see today, probably more recently, like when you right. discovered that's all the R and B stuff. That's like really my main goal and what I'm trying to build that narrative as. So I'm doing a bit of like reverse engineering and backpedaling, trying to right. myself in that world where I know I belong. Right. And then I still have Ellis where all that music lives because it streams, you know, there's people that like that music. Right. And I also don't want to completely box myself in to say no to things with my friends or whoever I think is dope, where I can use right. Ellis kind of as like a, a vessel to just experiment and make stuff and have fun. So I still drop music over there. I don't promote it as much on like the Dylan page as right. its own Instagram. 
I'm kind of like running two careers in a way. Which <laughs> exactly. Kind of fun, honestly, because once I'm making something, I know what it's going to be for. And the LS stuff, it's like, there's no real like pressure. Like I'm not really right. worried about building a brand or like making things happen in a bigger way. I'm just putting out music and having fun and like being prolific because I record a ton of music. So I would hate to have to like hit the brakes just because I'm dialing in on one thing and trying to be super specific and like niche. Yeah. I just still want to be able to like hustle and do my thing. So you actually answered the, another question of mine as well. So like you just hit like, like two and one. Cause I'm like, scrap that question since he answered that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, basically the, the goal at the beginning of this year was to just really dial in on the R&B stuff, yeah. figure out what my brand is, figure out what I want Dylan Reese to be known for. And I led with the record deep because I just think it's, you know, the most timeless thing I've ever made. Yeah. It's I'll always be proud of. And, you know, I feel that way about everything I have coming up next and stuck and everything I've been putting out this year. So I just feel like I have a very clear mindset and almost like pressure-free uh, like kind of world built out where yeah. I can really decide this is what I want to do here, put everything else over here, have fun, do my thing, make some money, use that to fund the Dylan stuff. Like if it's going to be more of a slower role or like a long play sometimes. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's just, you know, hopefully, and it's, I almost like that you didn't know that. Yeah. Because it made you just think of Dylan Reese as an R&B artist right. because that's what I really want, you know? Right. Bonus, if someone goes here to the other shit or whatever. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. Hey, you it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> people go hear the LS stuff, then great. And that's a good bonus because I, yeah. I still like music. It's just, it almost feels like it's coming from a different artist, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because so. I did notice that you were rapping on your uh, Vanilla Project. So I was like, I was going to bring that up. But then I like that you did clarify the difference between Dylan Reese and Ellis. It's almost like, as you were talking, I'm like, he could do a stadium tour and kind of split it. You know what I mean? And two, like basically two acts in a way, if that makes any sense. Cause that's all I just visualized as you were just discussing everything about Ellis and Dylan Reese, but that's actually dope. And I feel like not a lot of artists do that today. So that's actually an interesting fact about you. Well, I think it's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot to keep up with. Um, but I've always kind of had that work ethic and prolific mindset. So mm -hmm. now it's just, making everything very clear on what it is and what it's for, you know? Absolutely. And on the other side, I don't really use like my photos. I mm. built up like an animated character. Oh, wow. my so it's like, it's almost, he's, he's like the artist within my brain that I just channel stuff through. And then Dylan is like me where I'm shooting videos and doing the whole thing, you know, like Absolutely. I probably won't tour as Ellis and unless I'm like opening for myself or, mm something crazy happened where I just something blew up and it just made sense to do it. But it's not something where I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not playing the entire, I'm not playing. Yeah. All the I'm just having fun. You know, I love it though. So let's talk about your uh, collab with music soul child, by the way. So lose your love. I love the video because it was like a split. I like how it was like split screen and you guys are just kind of going in talking about your, your love interest trying to get there and it also just taps into like I remember the days with music videos where it had that kind of dreamy feel to it and that's mm -hmm. what it felt like when I was watching it so I really do like that how did that collab come about how did you get them in the video because a lot of artists can't get these big artists in their videos 
that was big. That was big for yeah. me. That was like a huge milestone. Um, First Music is one of my favorite artists of all time. One of my biggest influences. I, you know, before I met him and worked with him, I would get off stage on tour somewhere and I would have this one song in particular called Karma that mm. everyone sounds like just friends, which I guess it I could totally kind of see it. And people would always come up to me and be like, yo, you're, this reminds me of music, Soul Child. Like I miss yeah. music. I'm just like, I love hearing that. Not that I was ever trying to copy him, of course, mm. but he's just been a huge influence in like his writing style and just, he's just got the vibes. I mean, you know, I don't have to sell you on music. So exactly. <laughs> um, but I made that record last year. Um, this was before all the Ellis stuff happened. I was working on what I thought was going to be my album, which mm. ended up just being a bunch of singles that, you know, I started over, but uh, hey. that record. And when I made it, I was just like, I, if music was on, if I just could find this guy, like he would kill this song. Like it's just so, so right up the alley, you know? So I just went on a manhunt on the internet trying to find his manager or somebody that could connect me with him because he's one of those guys where, you know, he's not super on social media, right. like, especially now, you know? Um, so I basically just took a deep dive, found his publicist, which I know is not the right person to hit up, but it was the only contact info I could find. Uh, her name is Mocha. And shout out I to Mocha. Her, I emailed her and I was just like, hey, like, I know you're not who I should be talking to, but I can't find anybody. Like, I got this record for music. If you could pass it along or just hear it or whatever, just let me know. And she said, I love this. I'm going to put you in touch with his manager. So that's how that happened. His manager jumped on the phone with me. His manager was actually from Boston and I'm originally from Massachusetts. So wow. we connected in that way and it was super unexpected. And he was like, yo, I just went into your catalog. Like you got dope vibes. I'm going to show it to music. See if he likes it. He ended up liking it. Obviously we cut it. It was super like one of those things where I was shooting in the dark, not expecting yeah. to hear about and it just worked out exactly how I wanted it to. <laughs> uh, That's amazing, though. It's like no gatekeeping there at all, because that could have like went the wrong way altogether. It was almost too easy. Like it was. Just like, <laughs> it was meant to be, though. And he's like, "Great, here you go." You know. Uh, wow. And then once we got the record done, I started talking to his manager more and more. Um, shout out to Big Norm. Shout and out. I happen to be going to Atlanta, where he lives to help um, one of my best friends sell vintage clothes. He does this, he does wow. a, a brand called five star vintage. Um, and we've been friends since college. He does these events called ThriftCon, which just huge, like thrifting flea market type of deals all around That's the country. Cool. And there just happened to be one in Atlanta. So he's like, Hey, can you come help? I always go help him like sell stuff. Like just, you know, just grind and helping him do his thing as well. He's one of my, one of my best friends. So I'm like, yo, Cause he usually also brings my videographer Kirk with him to like document the event and, you know, get, make a vlog style out of it. Yeah. So I'm like, we're going to Atlanta with Kirk and I'm going to be there. I'm going to hit up music and his manager and just see if I can steal him for a couple hours and get him in this music video. So again, didn't expect him to go out of his way to do that. I called Norm, told him about it. He said, yeah, book the day, tell me the day. If you got a location, all we got to do is show up for a couple hours. Just wow. Like, I'm going to make it as easy as possible for you. Like, I'm going to pay for everything, whatever it is, just 
You know what I mean? Just like show up and bring me your face in this video and I'll make it. So, wow. I did I just showed up, figured it out last minute, like literally like four days before, didn't even know we were doing a music video, completely run and gun. But me and Kirk, my videographer worked together so much. And so like cohesively that like anytime we have an opportunity, I just know we're going to do you say, you know? So yeah, he wow. showed up, we met, it was super dope. Got the video done in and out two, three hours. Um, then we did ThriftCon the next day and flew back to LA. It was a wild weekend. Wow. That's yeah. definitely like the universe working in your favor. 100%. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. And like when the record came out, they were just like super supportive. You know, we co-released it on Spotify, which is a huge help. You know, I noticed that too. It wasn't even like a feature. It was a co-release. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, I love the record. Let's do it. I'm like, dude. Wow. Everybody was like this, like, man, life would be a lot easier. <laughs> Yo, seriously, because uh, you think about that, it's so difficult because I was talking to somebody else and they 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 kind of had the same sort of situation, but not as smooth. But instead of like trying to get the person to co-release with them, so it wouldn't be a feature, it was like a lot of legality on it. So yours is just like super seamless. Like that's and amazing. A lot, of that, a lot of that comes into play when like artists are assigned to labels and whatnot. Right. Music is independent now. You know, like he's making his own music. He'll probably license things when he puts stuff out or right. whatever. I don't know his exact situation, but he was allowed the freedom to kind of say yes. And it was just up to him if he wanted to do it. Yeah. So I got lucky that, you know, he liked it and me enough <laughs> to give me the green light on that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you're dropping one, easy like, facts you know, too, by the way. I hope so. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you in a, in a second too with some more. So don't right. drop too many because you got a few more to go. Go ahead. Keep, I, I, and feel free to stop me if I'm ever rambling because I'll do that. <laughs> now you're good because it, you're making my job easier. And sure. trust me, I, I love this. But before we get to five fast facts, I have one more question for you. So you've introduced me to artists like Benny Main. Who has been an artist that you haven't had the chance to work with just yet that you want to? You could drop off as many artists or even producers and writers that you'd like to work with that you want to see that happen in the future. Sure. And these are like, you know, more established folks that you might know or are you talking about? It doesn't more? even matter because I like that's why I was like Benny Main, like you introduced me to me. You introduced him to me. And yeah. I like when other artists do that because sometimes you may not be able to see a smaller artist because of you know a lot of oversaturation so with that being it could be anybody yeah um there's a lot of kind of like dream collabs that i would still love to cross off the list at some point mm -hmm. um you know people like craig david john oh. b like some of the old heads like you know older guys that have been around that i look up to like i'm always trying to think about like legacy acts like that that yeah. like, try to like not bring back because they're obviously still doing their thing and crushing it obviously but right. just like have a moment where it's like whoa like you got john b on a song like what the hell, hell yeah like, like not something you would think to do you know um, the last like john I, b record i think i heard was with um what was it with i was it brock hampton oh okay. brock hampton and uh, dua lipa when they yeah, did the like, remix that's um, crazy though you just like sparked my memory like that is always cool to me. Like the features I had on like the last couple projects, I would have like just a rap feature mixed mm. with like, so like I had Paul wall. I'm pretty pretty. Right. I just, remember that. 
like okay that's random but it, he was perfect for it and it was just like another seamless thing twista is another guy i did a record with where it's not something that's like brand new and like hot right now but it's like this dude is just such a legend like i love yeah. stuff like that. so craig b uh craig david john b cameron painting. Okay. like i'm trying to come out of left field and just put things together you are kind of don't make sense but like are just fit into my world you know i love uh, it yeah and then are not typical answers that's so, for sure and then obviously you know pharrell and, and frank ocean guys that are maybe like unreachable where like i'd have to like <laughs> something crazy to like go find them somewhere um john bellion is another one of those guys right. with him he's one of my favorites great writer right uh, i was gonna say he moved more into writing at this this point yeah and then there's a ton of other people that are like you know still on the come up and like either my age or younger that i've been watching and paying attention to and, and maybe even talk to a little bit um john vinyl is one of those guys if you're familiar with him he's not super- yet but i will be after this yeah he's great um there's this other girl named Looney. Uh, who I don't know, but I've just been watching her from afar. She's fantastic. Um, there's so many great artists out, which is, it's just amazing because the opportunities and options are like somewhat endless. Mm. You know how to move and like, you can come with stuff that makes sense for people, you know, like, and if not, if it's not today, it might be next year or in five years, I'm not going to stop ever. So it's just like, there's so many artists out there. Like, I, and I love collaborating too, not only because it introduces you to a new audience, but right. it gives you a opportunity to create a new dynamic on a song that you can't mm. do by yourself, you know? I like um, that answer. Fun, yeah. Absolutely. So this is my favorite part of the show. It's called Five Fast Facts. You've got to spit off five facts about yourself that your fans uh-huh. don't already know really quick, and the time to go is now. Okay. Um, I used to be a barber. That was how I made my money before I was a musician. Okay. Um, I played Division Three basketball. Oh, wow. Uh, damn, I don't even know. I'm, see, the thing is, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll say this. I'm a huge, like, comedy nerd. I, okay. I think I like comedy more than I like music um, because there's a lot of parallels in, like, okay. the characters and the way that you climb, especially as independent artists. Like, right. it just takes years, and I love – the grind of that. I'm actually going to a show tonight in like a couple hours. Um, awesome. So that's three. What we got for four? Oh, this is hard. <laughs> I get everyone um, every time. <laughs> yeah, five is like, I feel like that's a lot because also <laughs> with the internet, you're putting so much out. There. Exactly. But I feel like people probably already know those three things if they're like really paying attention. Um, Give me something that you don't I think they do know. from college. For no reason. I have a degree that I'll never use. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can have it if you want. I, I'll it. Um, What's the degree in? Uh, communication. Okay. And my minor was in integrated arts, which okay. is made up. It's It exists at my college now because I made it up. <laughs> okay. I, I think that's five right there. You, you made up yeah. a, a subcategory for school. <laughs> Actually, I um, love that last one. To be honest with you, that will live in the long story. But my my counselor, or whatever it's called, I forget. Um, that's how. Yeah, much counselor. I but <laughs> he was just like, "Yo, like you don't have a minor and you don't have a, a focus in communication. So, like, what's your minor?" I'm like, 
how are you telling me this in the last semester of my four year, degree? you know? So like, I was just going through all the electives I took and I'm like, how about integrated arts? Since I already did that and I'm not staying here any longer. And she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll see if like, they accept it. And they were like, yeah, but it's cool. Like, I'm like, okay. And I also, I'll give you the sixth one. I didn't go to graduation for college. Why because not? I had, because I had a show and I just didn't oh, Okay. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I like that one. I like that wrap up. All right, Dylan, thank you so much for dropping by today. I really appreciate your time. Man, this has been fun. And I learned a lot, a lot more than I knew before. That's for sure. (laughs) And I'm a rapper at this point. Thank you, Dylan. So I'm Julia Vamps. This is Dylan Reese. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. (laughs) 